sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Leap Lap Radio, powered by Victory Custom Trailers, starts now. Howdy. Welcome to this week's Lee Lap Radio Show, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. My name is Tom Baker. I am your host, as always, and I'm happy to be back with you for another week. And we've got a number of voices to present to you, a number of different people you're going to be hearing from throughout this show. Uh, and I had a chance to get to a couple of races over the past week that I want to talk about as we get further into the program as well. So a lot to unpack here. Let me tell you, first of all, who's going to be on the program, who you're going to be hearing from. And the first one that you're going to hear from in just a few minutes is Sean Abel. Sean is a 14-year-old Legends racer who is racing for Ford Performance. Uh, Sean is running the Bojangle Summer Shootout at Charlotte. And here's the cool thing. I had a chance to catch up with him last Tuesday prior to the feature events. And I did an interview with him, and then he went out and won. So the good luck streak for drivers who are on this show continues. This is awesome when that happens. And in fact, it's gotten to be such good luck to be on this show that all I have to do is interview you and you go out and win before you're actually on the show. Okay, that's how this works. <laughs> Congratulations to Sean Abel. Uh, obviously, I'm just having fun here. But um, we, we have had a lot of good luck with that, though. That is actually true and provable. So uh, uh, congratulations to Sean. You're going to hear from him in a few minutes. Uh, really uh, nice family and uh, excited to, um, to be able to feature that. Also coming up on the show, we go to the Cars Tour and talk about their situation this year. Really tight points race. Had a race at Dominion a couple of weeks ago. I had the chance to catch up with that race winner, young Daniel Silvestri. First ever Cars Tour win for Daniel. And he's going to be on the program as well. Now, not only was this a big win for Daniel... But Daniel's doing something with some of his buddies from high school. They all just graduated, and they all had had a plan for something they wanted to do as a group that they're now doing, and they're calling it Trek Out West. And he's going to tell us about that. It's really cool, something that I know I'd love to be able to do someday, and I hope that uh, you all enjoy this story because it's a fun one. So Daniel's going to be on. And then you're going to hear from another up-and-coming young racer, William Sawalich. William, uh, from the Midwest, is running late models here for the first time with the Carolina Pro Late Model Series. And he actually went out, and finally, we've been waiting for this for a little while because we saw the potential right from the opening race with William to, to win on the, on the tour. But uh, this is the first one, first win he actually got finally was able to close the door at Carteret County. So we're going to hear from him as well. He's also doing some legends racing on two surfaces. So he'll talk about that also. Uh, so you're going to be hearing a lot of different voices. I had the chance, as I said, to get to the summer shootout at Charlotte last week. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And then also I had a chance over the weekend to go to Bowman Gray stadium again, too, is my second time there this year. And definitely we'll share some thoughts on the raging madhouse uh, coming up on the program as well. But we're going to get started here with some uh, conversation about Charlotte. That's where I want to start. Um, and then we'll hear from Sean Abel as well as we uh, move along. And then we'll transition over uh, to our other interviews uh, as we get into uh, the further segments. But um First of all, uh, it was good to be back at Charlotte. I did not get to the shootout last year at all because of the masking requirements and such. It just, it's hard for me. The mask was very hard for me to breathe and very hard. I know I'm not the only one who had that issue, but um, with, you know, walking around in that kind of heat and whatever, I just, um, it, I understood the need, but just wasn't wasn't going to work for me. So I didn't get to any of the races last year. And this year obviously is my first one and uh, happy to be back there. It's fun. 
it's just fun. This was the first night that they allowed fans back. And they had some. They didn't have a great turnout because I don't think they had a chance to really saturate promotion uh, prior to, you know, to, to bringing the fans back. So it wasn't a great turnout of fans, but they had a few. And, you know, again, the shootout is always a fun time. First of all, anytime you can go to a race in the middle of a week, and we're blessed here in, in the Charlotte area, greater Charlotte area, because in the summer we have the shootout. And then you have Millbridge Speedway on Wednesday nights, uh, which is obviously a dirt track, and you have the, the outlaw carts and you have micro sprints and you know flat carts. They do a lot of different things at Millbridge now. So we're lucky that we have a couple of different places we can go for midweek racing. So that in and of itself makes it fun, something fun to do in the middle of the week after a long work day, just go over and, and watch some racing at Charlotte or at Millbridge. So have the chance to get to Charlotte. Nice turnout of cars, some really great competition. Um, I, there, are, there is a ton of talent racing in that, uh, that shootout series this year, both the Bandos and the Legends, as always. Um, the, the racing in the Masters class was phenomenal. It was really good in most all of the classes, but the the only negative, and I'm I'm not gonna, you know, go on a big soapbox about this, but the only negative that I that I saw last week, and there was a little bit of it the week before too, was again all these races have time limits, and you know sometimes when the drivers put the helmets on, they just sort of uh, forget about sportsmanship they forget about proper driving technique and just go out there and it's kind of bumper cars and that's really you know that causes a lot of wrecks a lot of damaged equipment and you know it just drags races on for way longer than they ought to be um and and i know it is a developmental series and that i would gently say ought to be the point i think that it's become in a lot of people's minds, something besides a developmental series. I think that it's become this win at all costs, you know, move people out of the way instead of trying to pass them clean. You know, it's, it's really, it in some cases, and I think it's made, again, my opinion here, I think it's made worse by having spotters with radios talking to these kids. There should be zero reason, in my opinion, why you need a spotter in a Bandolero or a Legends car anywhere ever. It just shouldn't need to happen. The, the shootout, you get a number of these daddies and other people on the radio that are just telling the drivers to move the kid in front of them. Most of them don't know how to. There is a, a technique to just sort of laying the bumper and gently sliding the car up um, out of the groove just enough to get underneath and go by out of the corner, it's it, it. I don't see a lot of that. What I see is drivers going into the corner and going bowling and just slamming the driver in the bumper and moving them up, which causes a multi-car pileup, and then you know you've got to take time to sort it all out, get everybody restarted. You know those sorts of things that there's there's it's it takes away from what should be a really fun night of racing, and then you get you know the parents that flip out and scream and holler and cuss and all of that uh, you know after their kids' race is over or whatever, and you get the occasional you know uh, kind of uh, fisticuffs or or uh, you know contact between two people. Um, you know, people are, this should be a fun Tuesday night of racing for the fans and for the competitors. It should be developmental. It should be teaching drivers to do it right. And I, I do feel like in, in some situations, there's way too much bumper tag. There's way too much aggression and far too little proper passing technique that I see um, you know, in, 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 in some of these races. And so my hope is that as we go into this week's event and the rest of the series, that maybe they remember that there's a black flag, which is meant basically in some cases to control 
the aggression a little bit. If you make an example of two or three, then the rest sort of fall in the line. Um, you know, that would be my only negative, and I don't want to bury the positive in that negative because what I saw for the most part when I was walking around the, the garage area in walking through was just kids having a good time, people working hard on their cars. And again, most of the racing was really good. There's always those one or two. The master's class is always the best race, almost always the best race of the night. And uh, those guys really put on a great show and they really show that you don't need to just lay bumpers to people and knock people out of the way to pass. They really do put on a good race and it's fun to watch. By the way, the other big positive for the summer shootout, and again, I don't want to dwell on the negative, but but I think it's fair game when it happens to point it out and call it out. Um, it's on Track Pass this year. NBC Sports Gold Track Pass, the same place that you get all the, the ARCA racing and a lot of the other NASCAR stuff. NBC is doing a nice job with Track Pass, uh, a lot of short track racing on there. And now the... Uh, the summer shootout is on track pass. So um, on the one hand, I really feel bad for the folks from Legends Nation because I thought they were doing a great job of, of covering the events. Um, but in this day and age, uh, where we're at is everything's consolidating. And um, so it's now on NBC track pass. And uh, I want to thank Brian and, and, and all the way back to Jason Buckley and, and everybody that's worked uh, as a part of Legends Nation. Um, I, I really want to thank them because they really did a superb job for a number of years covering Legends Car Racing. And I hate that that came to an end. But thankful that uh, this race is on track pass in a way because, again, it, it opens it up and puts it in a situation where it's now a part of a big platform with a lot of other racing. So um, I I have not seen any of the coverage. I'm sure it's good. But, um, again, just for those of you who didn't know, you can watch the summer shootout as part of your track pass package now uh, on Tuesday nights. So with that being said, we are going to take a break. When we come back, you're going to hear from Sean Abel, uh, which I recorded last week at the shootout just before he won his feature. We'll have that. And um, we'll also have Daniel Silvestri and William Sawalich coming up, and we'll talk Bowman Gray as well. More of Lead Lap right after this. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the Welcome back to ELAP, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. As we continue with this week's program, we were talking in our opening segment about uh, the Bojangles Summer Shootout, and I mentioned that we were going to hear from one of the drivers who picked up a victory last week, 14-year-old Sean Abel. Uh, driving for Ford Performance this year. Interesting to see that situation develop. But I uh, had a chance to talk with Sean prior to him going out and winning his feature. And uh, here is the interview that uh, we did. Again, this was before the feature events last week at the shootout. In the pits at Charlotte Motor Speedway for the Bojangles Summer Shootout, I'm standing with Sean Abel, who is a driver in the Young Lions Legends Division for Ford Performance. Talk a little bit about how one gets to be a driver for Ford Performance, young Mr. Abel. So um, they did a combine. They chose, I believe, five drivers, and we all went out, and we did interviews all morning, and, you know, they asked us about ourselves and where we want to see ourselves in five years and, you know, really what we would like to do and how we can improve our driving and how we can, you know, show ourselves, show them why we should be the driver for Ford. And so they did all the interviewings in the morning, and in the afternoon we went out, we did a series of hot laps, basically. We went out, they gave us a setup, they would park us on the track, they said, what did you feel? And all the gyros would have to tell them what they felt about the car, and then they did that a couple other times. And then they did a consistency, and 
I was actually fastest in the consistency lap. And so, in the end, they chose me to be the driver for Ford. Wow, that's pretty awesome. So, now, how did you get started in racing, and how many years have you been racing? So, this is my um, third year racing. Um, I started out in a bandolero. I'm originally from Albany, New York, and we decided, well, my mom and I and my sister decided to move down here so that I could race, and they liked the warm weather, too, so it was a win-win for all of us. And so, yeah, I started out, I started in beginner, and I worked my way all the way up to a Legends. That's awesome. So now you're running here at the shootout. Uh, how did the first week of the shootout go for you? It was good. We were all trying to get used to each other because we're all basically on a brand new team. Um, we did well. We qualified P5 and P7 in the first two races and finished 8th and 11th. Not the best, not where we really wanted to be. We were expecting a little bit better, but, you know, that's all a part of it. And so today we qualified 7th, and there's, and they put us to start in 1st today. Starting on the pole for tonight's feature. Yes. Um, we made an adjustment. They messed with some tire pressure and messed with a little bit of springs and all that stuff. So they made some adjustments, and we're looking to go out and get the win tonight. Well, uh, that's certainly an awesome opportunity. So um, I want to talk to you about your sponsors. you got to tell me who they are, though. Uh, so ma mainly it's, I mean, if I'm being completely honest, it's my mom. <laughs> um, she first national bank of mom yes yeah and of course the ford deal there you know it's it's all great they all help to you know keep up with all payments and all that stuff so mom and ford that's main sponsors what do you like to do when you're not racing so what i do when i'm not racing i actually mow lawns we mow three four days a week so oh wow yeah we do that so before this ford deal that was the way i could race so before my mom would pay for part of the races, you know, and it all started out where I could pay for a set of tires and then it worked up to being able to pay a race or two a month. So it's all it's all been good. And so work wise, that's what I do in my free time. And when I'm not doing that, you know, I'm I'm out. I'm like a normal kid. I go fishing, play basketball. How old are you, Sean? I am 14 and I will be turning 15 on July 19th. How many of these interviews have you done? This is actually my second interview. My first one was when we did the combine with Ford. So this is the first interview you've had here at the shootout since you did that combine? Yes. You got an A+. Plus. Great job. Thank you. That was Sean Abel, and we wish Sean good luck the rest of the way. The summer shootout, Bojangles summer shootout, continues at Charlotte Motor Speedway, of course, uh, each week uh, for the rest of July and I think into August as well. So we've got June, July, and maybe a week or two in August. Uh, but check the schedule uh, on that. But Monday and Tuesday nights, Mondays are practice, Tuesdays are racing, and the Tuesday portion is on NBC's Track Pass. So if you have a subscription to Track Pass, you can watch the Bojangles Summer Shootout. But you know what? If you're local to the area here in the greater Charlotte, Lake Norman, Carolina area, make the trip out and enjoy it in person. It really is uh, a fun time, and uh, you get to see the future stars of the sport, in many cases, in competition there on Tuesday nights. Okay, we transition from Legends Cars to Cars Tour, uh, late models, of course. Daniel Silvestri was the most recent winner on the Cars Tour, picked up the victory at Dominion Raceway, one of my favorite tracks in all the land uh, for a couple of reasons. One, the racing there is just really good. It's a very racy track. But two, the restaurant there, the concession is a full-service restaurant bar. It's just a really nice facility, great place to watch racing and great place to have a good time doing it. And so... Uh, if you get a chance and you're up in the Spotsylvania, Virginia area, you can check out uh, Dominion Raceway on a Saturday night. I highly recommend that you do it. Anyway, the Cars Tour was there, and Daniel picked up the win. It's his home track. Big win for being 18 years old. Nice high school graduation gift, too, by the way, that he gave himself for that win. Um, so, again, big break for him, big win 
But there's more to Daniel Silvestri than that. And I'm anxious to roll tape here and let you listen to this interview because uh, the phrase Trek Out West comes into play as Daniel talks about what he was doing when I recorded the interview, and he's still doing it. Uh, there, He and some of his buddies that he graduated with have made some plans to embark on a bit of a journey. And uh, I'm anxious for him to tell you about it. So I'm going to shut up and roll tape. Here's Daniel Silvestri. All right, let's talk to Daniel Silvestri. Daniel is a driver that uh, I think a lot of people were surprised to see win uh, the most recent Cars Tour race at uh, Dominion Raceway up in Virginia. Uh, but I'm not sure how surprised Daniel was, but I'm going to ask him anyway. Daniel Silvestri, welcome to Lead Lap. Great to have you here. Uh, congratulations on the win. How surprised were you on a scale of 1 to 10 that you actually were able to go to victory lane at uh, a Cars Tour race at Dominion? Hey, how's it going, Tom? Thank you for having me on the show. Honestly, uh, you know, having so much experience at Dominion Raceway, I I was surprised because it's so hard to win the Cars Tour, but I had confidence going in. I'd say about uh, seven or eight <laughs> because I had confidence in myself and the, and the team. You know, that's probably was that was the race we had circled from the beginning of our, our season in the Cars Tour because I knew, you know, I ran there all last year. And so I knew I had a lot of notes going to that race and that we could run really well, and it just turned out to be a perfect weekend. It does help to have home track advantage for sure. That is definitely, in a series like Cars, that can be uh, a real difference maker. But uh, let's step back for a second for our audience's benefit. Uh, talk a little bit about, uh, in about a minute or two, talk about what got you started in racing and then walk us through your, your career to date. Well, I've, I've been racing for most of my life. I started go-karts at six and a half, and these were kind of like GoPro Motorplex. Uh, it was an arrive-and-drive place that ran leagues on Sundays for nice. kids. And so I've been doing that. I did that until I was about 12. I also played some travel baseball at that time. And then I, I hopped in the Bandolero Series with Inex, uh, ran throughout Virginia, uh, you know, tracks like Southside, Langley, Dominion. Yep. Um, then at 14, I moved up into U.S. Legend cars, uh, ran all across the country, uh, ran really well in those, uh, won, a, won a lot of races, did, uh, did really great, had a lot of fun doing that. And then uh, in 2019, I made my first start in a late-mile stock car at South Boston for Sellers Burton Racing, a car partially owned by Jeb Burton and by Peyton Sellers and oh, H.C. Wow. Sellers. Um, and so I ran their car for a, about half a year. Well, I had 12 races that year um, at South Boston. In 2020, our plan was to do a little bit more. But with COVID, uh, we did the same thing, except we just ran at Dominion Raceway the whole year. Oh, okay. Uh, and finished second in the points behind Peyton Sellers. And then this year, uh, we ran our own car through Sellers Racing. You know, Jeb obviously went full time. Uh, it, it was a good time for him to focus on his stuff. And, you know, we went with our car, and we went full-time in the car store this year. That's kind of uh, been our plan. Now, talk about your car's season today. Obviously, the highlight was the win at Dominion this past weekend. But talk a little bit about uh, your season uh, so far. How has it been treating you up to that point? I've had a lot of highs and lows. We had a really great run at Hickory Motor Speedway at the – uh, end of March, uh, we started last and we drove all the way up to fifth. Uh, we had a really uh, great long run car, uh, but it's been a lot of highs and lows. Uh, we've had every almost every run this year. We've been in the top ten. Um, we've been, had we've had two incidents on the last lap of two different races, and we got, we got a crash run six at Ace. Um, you know things that just weren't really somebody's fault and weren't really things that just bad luck. Um, and we've had a, a few mechanical issues, and it's just things that kind of taken us out of being really up there in the in the car store points. But we've had we've shown speed, especially a lot of race speed. Uh, I'd say that I've probably passed the most cars out of anybody in the car store right now. If wow. you get that statistic. Um, just because we've started so far, we've haven't qualified the best, and we've gone forward. And I, I've gone forward in every race I've done this year. 
um, un- until, you know, we've been gotten caught in some sort of accident. So uh, just needed to get a little uh, bad luck off our back, and we finally did at um, at Dominion. Well, that's, uh, that definitely is a great time to do that. If you got a monkey, throw him off your back at your home track. That's pretty much how that works. What's been the most uh, difficult adjustment for you about going from kind of the weekly racing action at one track to the Cars Tour? What, uh, what's been the, the, the most difficult or maybe most surprising uh, thing about that transition? It's um, it's most likely been just going to different tracks and specifically getting the car to be fast at, at every track. I think uh, as a driver, I, one of my strengths is being able to adjust the tracks really well. Where one of my weaknesses are, if I uh, would analyze myself, is is trying to to get the car and adjusting it to where it needs to be. You know, there are many weekends where we've unloaded and be one of the fastest cars, but some of those guys, you know, like Justin Johnson. Deke McCaskill, those guys who are, you know, some of the, the elder statesmen of the series, you know, Mike Looney, all those guys, they can take their cars and they adjust them and, and are able to find speed by the end of the weekend right. before we go racing. And that's kind of been the hardest part is, you know, when you race weekly, you get the car dialed in and then you got it for the rest of the year and you're making small adjustments. You know, every time you show at a racetrack in the cars tour, you know, you might be in the ballpark and you, or you might not be. And so you have to work as a driver to give the right information and adjust the car as much as you can in the time that you're given to have a fast car um, and be uh, competitive competitive enough to win. How would you describe your driving style? I would, huh, I think I'm patient, but I have a tendency to, when, I, when I'm on it and I have to go 100%, I, I'm... I'm really like not rough on equipment, but I drive very hard. Uh, I, I'm I'm one of the drivers who really like to push a corner, so I would drive in the corner the farthest. Um, you know, that's kind of how I've been ever since Legend Cars. Is I'm the type of guy to push the car as much as I can getting into the corner, um, and and really get all out of it. But during the race, you know, what's worked for me is 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 you know pacing myself and being there at the end. Uh, I've, I've kind of had to learn those lessons through, you know, my 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 races and experience and running weekly series with South Boston and stuff. How to pace myself and how to um, and not go all out the entire time and not burn up your stuff. Is there a driver that uh, you have grown up kind of emulating or that you uh, currently even perhaps uh, look up to and kind of pattern yourself after? I I uh I like to be kind of my own driver, but I have had a lot of people that have taught me how to how to drive. You know, uh, even I had even at the start of my legends career, I had a local driver named Scotty Edwards. You know, he sat down and taught me. You know, this is how you drive a legend car. This is the secrets to what I've learned. And you know, off of that, you know, I have a lot of people break down their foundation. You know, Jeb taught me a lot. Uh, he taught me a lot about how to give good information and how to feel a race car. Um, you know, he obviously got a lot of that from his father, Ward. And uh, I've been taking a lot as well from uh, Peyton Sellers, you know, having him so close, talking to him. I run a lot of things by him about how to be faster and what I can do to be uh, more consistent and be a better racer overall. And lastly, uh, you know, my, my crew chief, Thomas Scott, has a lot of experience. Lay Stocks, you know, he was a weekly series competitor at South Boston. And now he's stepping back and working on, on cars and doing a little bit of racing. So I'm surrounded by a lot of people who know a lot about racing and, and can teach me and shape me to be the best driver I can be. All right. I want to talk about uh, you just graduated high school. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Congratulations on that. Uh, and you are doing something right now, even as we record this interview, you're doing something right now that I think for an 18-year-old young man is really cool because you just don't necessarily, um, this isn't a typical thing. I don't think that somebody your age would want to do. You're on a three-week road trip, extended road trip. I want you to talk about what you're doing and then kind of walk us through your trip to date because I think what you're doing is pretty awesome. Well, uh, my buddies and I, you know, we just graduated high school. We're looking for something to do. I know a lot of our friends are going to the beach and all that, but we, uh, you know, this trip was kind of pitched. We kind of came with this idea about six or seven months ago, 
Uh, we're right now touring the country, going to multiple national parks. The trip is uh, the center point are national parks. Uh, so we're we just we're right now right now as we're recording this, I'm in Montana. We just left the Badlands in South Dakota. We're currently nice. uh, driving towards Glacier National Park. And, you know, we just had this interest to, to kind of see the country a little bit more. You know, this is kind of the best time to do it. You know, we're all going off to different colleges, and, and we're all, you know, you know, our lives are going to change, and, and probably not till we make a lot more money in, in, uh, in a lot more years down the road until we get the chance to do this again. So uh, we're all, we all hopped in the van, and we're living together and going to be on the road for three weeks. I think that's really, really cool. What, what, was, it, what was the Badlands like? Talk, talk a little bit about what you've seen so far on the trip. Uh, well, the Badlands was amazing. Uh, you know, obviously, I, I've grown up in Virginia. There's a lot of trees, a lot of hills. Yeah. You know, obviously, got the Appalachian Mountains to our west. Uh, and, but, you know, we were driving out here, and I was driving through parts of Iowa and Minnesota and even South Dakota. Just how flat it is, the prairie, that was so cool. And we found this, um, we got to the Badlands. We found this really cool campground on this cliff, and you get to see all the Badlands, and you see this a beautiful horizon. You know, this morning was amazing. You wake up to this beautiful horizon and you see this prairie and, and uh, you know, a, a lot of different like mountainous structures with the Badlands. And it yeah. was, oh, it was, it was just, um, it made, you know, we drove out, we're obviously doing a lot. So we're driving a lot. You know, we drove 12 straight hours in two days um, to get out here um, and to start, you know, as we get farther out west, obviously our drives are going to not be as much and we're going to see more, but you know, and when we got there, we're all just like, this was worth it. Like, we did this, and it was 100% worth it. We want to be out here, um, and, and we're just good. And we still got so much time left, and we're just so pumped to be out here. I think that's amazing, man. I really do. Uh, it, it's just uh, so kind of enriching to be able to have that experience coming out of high school and to know more about what uh, is going on and what, what the country is and uh, the sights that you can see. That's, uh, that's awesome. Um, so now you're, you're, what is your, you're going to run cars uh, the rest of the season, obviously. Are you doing any other racing outside of the Cars Tour? Right now, you know, there's a lot, obviously, so there's a few th- different things going on. Uh, one, I'm attending G- Virginia Tech next fall. Nice. So I am moving into college. Uh, so that, that's, that hampers a little bit in terms of traveling, how much I can leave school. Uh, and obviously, we're doing this trip. So there's a few different options that we have. I think right now, the, the biggest one we're looking at is just Martinsville. Uh, that's probably the race that we're going to try to go to. Okay. Uh, I've, just, I've been there two years in a row, and every time I go over there, I'm like, I want to come back. I want to be here and race. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's kind of um, uh, it's kind of a we have really nothing else on the schedule other than just the cars races. I might do some legend car stuff. I still have my legend car. Okay. Uh, maybe road course road course world finals, and maybe a summer shootout race here and there when I get back from this trip. Uh, but other than that, I think that's kind of what we have planned. And we're just kind of focusing what we're going to do from here and what I'm going to do in college in terms of racing and all that. So where, uh, from uh, from Montana, where is the rest of the trip taking you? Uh, and how much longer until you're back home? Walk us through your timeline you're planning. So we're driving to Glacier National Park. We're going to be there for about two days. Nice. Um, two to three days. And then we're going to roll over to Olympic National Park in Washington State. We're going to be there for about two days as well. Uh, we're going to see that. We're going to try to see as much as we can in that park. Then we are. Our next plan from there is to drive down the coast of Oregon to Redwood National Forest, uh, spend a night there, uh, drive around a little bit there, see the redwoods. Uh, from there, we're driving from that all the way to Lake Tahoe and just at the border of uh, California and Nevada. Going to spend uh, two days there, having a little bit of a lake day. Um, which will be really fun. From there, we're going from Tahoe to Zion National Park. Going to spend uh, oh, wow. about three or four days in, in Zion National Park, along with Bryce Canyon, which is right next to it. Nice. Um, after that, it's really just taking our time to come back home. Uh, we're going to be driving through cities like Albuquerque, a few uh, one night in Dallas. Um, uh, we're spending we're going to spend a day in Nashville as well. I think Nashville is the city we wanted to go see, so. Uh, we're going to spend, we're going to, we're going to clean up a little bit, hopefully, 
and spend a nice uh, day in Nashville. And after that, we're going to come home, and we should be home July 10th. Wow. That's a, so you got the whole uh, itinerary already planned out. That's really amazing, Daniel. And I, yeah. I'm sure you're going to enjoy that. Now, I've got to ask you to tell us, how do we follow you on social media? Because I'm hoping you're going to just dump loads of pictures from all these places so I can look at them. So for my personal social is Daniel Sweshi Racing, um, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, my Twitter handle is a little bit different. It's uh, 90 Dan- 97 Daniel Sill. Uh, there's a someone already had my handle taken. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, but but and if you want to just follow what we're doing on the trip, we made our own Instagram. It's Trek Out West, T R E K O U T W E S T, and you can follow us on Instagram. And on their daily, all five of us um, showing what, um, and also on TikTok as well. We're doing a few videos there, just keep updating our friends and having some stuff we can play around with and 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 show what we're doing. Nice. Well, boy, uh, I'll tell you what, that's a it's a pretty amazing opportunity, and I, I hope that the weather cooperates with you. And I obviously wish you safe travels uh, all the way back home. And uh, before we let you go, the most important question is, who in the world helps you make all this racing happen? Because I know you can't do it by yourself. Well, it's uh, I'm just blessed to you know to have my dad and my mom. They really support me. I also have um, you know just all my friends and family. They're all they're all really supporting me a lot. I have a few uh, people that have helped me along the way. WG Speaks, Jones Utilities, uh, the Clark and the Jones family have helped me a lot. Uh, and then you know we're doing this stuff with cryptocurrency right now, trying to find some people to who would love to to get us to the next level. I'm just so thankful for those guys and, and what they're doing for me every day, along with Sellers Racing and all the people who work on my car. Uh, they're just just such great people, and you know we're we're on the on the cuffs to having a lot of success here in the next few months. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up! You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math or science person. No excuses. No problem. It's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Helping people start an IT career is their thing. If you don't absolutely love what you do, go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an information technology professional in as little as four months. Attend classes on campus or live online just two or three times a week to get what you'll need to start your new career. More than just a school, My Computer Career helps you get into the industry by working with hundreds of employers that hire their students. My Computer Career is nationally accredited and financial aid is available for those who qualify, including the GI Bill. Classes start soon, so go take the career evaluation now at mycomputercareer.edu. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Welcome back to Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. I uh, hope that you enjoyed that interview in our last segment with Daniel Silvestri. Daniel, just a... Uh, Really, a, a young man, I think, who has a, a future if he can just uh, get the right people around him and the right uh, resources, like a lot of other young drivers, I guess. Uh, but um, Daniel uh, having some fun on his trek out west. And if you're on Instagram, go check out uh, that particular Instagram page, Trek, T-R-E-K, out west. Uh, really some cool photos there, and I think that's neat what they're doing. Um, incidentally... The Cars Tour official point standings. Oh, my gosh. Have we got a barn burner going on in this series? Bobby McCarty is leading the late model stock points by two. Two points going into their next event. Caden Honeycutt in the 4-H driving for Justin Johnson. That young man from Texas, two points back. He is in his first year with the Cars Tour. Keep your eye on this young man. He's already got one win at Langley, and he should have had probably one or two more. So keep your eye on Caden Honeycutt. Justin Johnson, incidentally, his owner and, and teammate, one point behind him, just three points behind Bobby Mack in the Nelson Motorsports car. Fourth in points is Jared Fryer. He's only seven back. And Deke McCaskill, fifth in points, just 15 points behind McCarty. Uh, Silvestri, oh, by the way, moved up to sixth in a tie with Sam Yarborough um, at 167, so they're 26 points back. It is still 
anybody's championship in the late model stock division for the cars uh, tour. And boy, it is just going to be fun to watch as we uh, continue into the summer months. Now, um, far as scheduling goes for the cars tour, uh, and remember, they've got the late model stocks and also the uh, super late models. So let's talk about what's coming up in July. On July the 3rd, for the super late models, they are at Jennerstown Speedway in Pennsylvania. If you have never been to Jennerstown Speedway and you're listening to this and you're anywhere in the in the Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania area, New York, um, you know, even if you're here in Carolina and you just want to do something fun on Fourth of July weekend, Jennerstown is awesome. It's a great facility. They get seven or eight thousand people for any of these big races or more. The American Freedom three hundred twenty thousand to win race for the super late models is going on, and it should be fun. If you can't be at the track, of course, uh, Cars has their live broadcast, so uh, you can watch it. Just go to carsracingtour.com and you can get hooked up with that. The next race for the late model stocks for the uh, Cars Tour is uh, the Honeywell Home Throwback 276, presented by Baker Distributing, no relation. Um, And that's going to happen at Hickory on the 31st of July. So the late model stock portion of the Cars Tour with a very long break, uh, still another month before they get back in action at the Hickory Motor Speedway. Okay, let's transition from the Cars Tour to the Carolina Pro Late Model Series because... That will let us sort of set the table for our final uh, guest of the evening. William Sawalich is a 15-year-old racer from Minnesota who is here racing for Setzer Racing. Uh, Setzer Motorsports, I think. I'm not sure what. I think it's Setzer Racing Development is how they uh, title it. It is Brandon and Dennis Setzer, two guys who have forgotten more about driving race cars of all types uh, in the stock car realm than a lot of people will ever know. William's got two great mentors there, and William picked up his first win, finally. We've been waiting all year, those of us who've been following this series. We saw him lead, I think, in the opening race, pretty sure, and um, he just has shown great potential. Very intelligent young man, uh, has done a lot of things off track that just are remarkable, thanks to his company, uh, family company, Starkey Hearings Foundation, He has been around the world um, actually working with underprivileged folks who have, uh, they they donate hearing aids. And he talks about, um, he's talked with me in the past about what it was, what it's like to, um, to watch somebody be able to hear clearly for the very first time um, in, in one of those, uh, one of those scenarios, one of those situations. It's just, it's remarkable. He's a very mature young man. Um, and uh, just uh, a, a really talented racer. He picked up the win uh, in the hometown lenders 100 at Carteret County. Josh Lauder was second, Leland Honeyman third, Mike Spini fourth, Toby Grinovich fifth, Nick Loden, Josh Van Winkle, Penn Crim, Sarah Cornett, Ching, and Jarek Johnson rounded out the top ten in that one. Uh, the Pole Award, or House of Rayford Farms, going to Leland Honeyman. Leland has just done, he's done everything but win. His time is coming. Um, for that Falk Racing team that he races for. He's going to get a win, I predict, uh, on the Carolina Pro Late Model Series before the season's out. Uh, Toby Grinovich, the hard charger. Josh Lauder, fastest lap. Um, And uh, there were a bunch of other awards as well. Um, So a lot of fun for the Carolina Pro Late Model Series there. Incidentally, uh, the Garage Shop 62 lap race for the Carolina Crate Modified Tour uh, also took place there. Kevin Orlando getting the win for the Carolina Crate Modified portion of that event. Not a big surprise. Kevin has been uh, up front uh, all season long on the tour, and uh, good to see him pick up the victory there. Uh, Jeremy Gerstner, Rob Schultz, Dean Lauder, uh, and Cody Norman rounding out 
the top five in that event uh, for the Carolina Crate Modifieds. But um, let's go back to the late models and let's hear from 15-year-old William Sawalich, the winner of the Pro Late Model feature at Carteret County. Talking with William Sawalich. William is a 15-year-old racer from the Midwest who is competing in the Carolina Pro Late Model Series this year. And first of all, you are the latest winner in the Carolina Series, having won at Carteret County most recently. Uh, let's start there, shall we? Congratulations on a big win and talk a little bit about that race, because this was the first time the series had been to Carteret. Um, and, of course, a very different uh, type of racetrack from what uh, the series normally runs on. So talk about uh, the win and how the weekend went for you, what it was like to race there right uh, basically on the beach. Yeah, it was a, it was a really nice weekend. Uh, it was a great facility. Uh, we started out practice in... Top three, uh, we were really fast right there with them. Uh, and we qualified second. First was Leland Honeyman. He got the goal. Yeah. And um, we started third in the race. We dropped back to fourth. Uh, the car was pretty tight in the beginning. Uh, but then I moved up to third uh, about 12 laps in. And then got up to first for about 20 laps um got past him at about lap 45 and i was pretty much gone uh wow and then a late caution came out on lap 62 and i chose the inside for the restart because the track's pretty flat and there's not much of an outside groove um and I kind of just took off on the restart, and we ended up with the win. Wow. Well, that was kind of uh, the race that I think a lot of us had been waiting to see you be able to drive. Uh, you've led a couple of other races, run very well, really much of the year with the series. Um, but it seemed like it just all kind of came together there at uh, at Carteret County. Was it? The, do you think the difference was the track? Did you adapt to the track really well? Did you just hit the setup quicker? What do you think the uh, uh, the difference was that kind of gave you that extra little oomph to get the win? Um, well, I think my team did a really good job on my car. That's basically uh, why I did so good, and I have done – a lot of flat tracks in my background in legend cars, so I think I adapted to that track really well uh, because of that experience on Charlotte and Atlanta and the legend cars. Um, it it all just fell into place perfectly, and I'm glad to get the win. Oh, I bet. Uh, we'll talk about who you drive for because they're kind of famous around these parts. Uh, yeah, I drive for uh, Brandon and Dennis Setzer uh, in Setzer Racing Development. And what's that been like for you to learn from a couple of guys who have been there, done that uh, multiple levels, and just are uh, fountains of knowledge? Uh, it's awesome. Uh, Brandon has tons of late model experience in the supers and uh, late model stocks. Just He's a great teacher for me because he has recently been in the seat and he knows what the tracks are like so he can give me a heads up on what to do maybe in the race or what the track's going to be like. And Dennis has loads of experience. Sure does. Um, really at every track. Um, he raced in the truck series, and uh, I'm just glad to have him uh, help me. Yeah, so uh, I know you're racing Legends, too. Talk about what you're doing with the Legends cars uh, this year and right now, as a matter of fact, uh, in in this period of time. Uh, yeah, uh, so I my last Legends race was at Summer Shootout, round three. Uh, I got third place there, and uh, I've been doing Summer Shootout and racing the Thursday Thunder Series at Atlanta. And also, I've been trying out some dirt in the Legend cars, been going up to Pennsylvania oh, to try that out. Talk about that. Um, and then we're going to start racing at Lanier for the Thursday Thunder Series. And, uh, yeah, it's been going pretty good. 
Talk about racing dirt in the Legends car. That was something I wasn't aware you were doing. What's that been like, and where are you racing? Um, it's been pretty awesome. Uh, I've been racing at Big Diamond and um, in Pennsylvania, and it's that's my first dirt racing experience. Uh, it's actually a lot driving like on the ice and here in Minnesota in the winter, so I adjusted pretty quickly. <laughs> well, that'll be good experience for when you actually get a driver's license, and you can do that, right? Um, yep. Who are you racing for in the Legends? Um, on asphalt, I'm racing for uh, Ryan Farbo. Uh, he's helped coach me and uh, make me a better driver in those. And on dirt, um, I'm renting a car from Joe Ryan Osborne. Oh, nice. Uh, he's really good cars on dirt, and I appreciate all of his help. Yeah, uh, Ryan and Joe Ryan are both uh, very knowledgeable and uh, uh, great people to work with as well. Okay, so uh, tell us what you got coming up over the next uh, couple of weeks here. I know uh, Carolina Pro, you're going to finish that season out uh going for rookie of the year and uh who knows maybe a points championship but um what else are you planning on doing for the balance of uh 2021 um well our next uh cplms race is at franklin county on uh july 10th yep and uh the week after that we have uh some racing at lanier on wednesday and thursday for thursday thunder and uh, after that, we have dirt racing at East Lincoln Speedway. East Lincoln, interesting. Okay, I gotta yep. make, try to make sure I catch that one because uh, I love that track. That's a really neat place to watch racing. They do a really nice job, and uh, look look forward to seeing if I can get out there to catch that one with you. But uh, at any rate, I know you can't do all this by yourself, William. It's been uh, quite a an interesting journey that you've had into the late models so far and, and, and running the legends cars as well. And it takes a lot of people to make all that happen. So who helps you out? Uh, well, the, my biggest supporter and my biggest helper is definitely my mom. Uh, she takes me everywhere. She takes care of me and she feeds me. That's the most important. It's important. Yeah. Food is important. Yes. <laughs> and she makes sure I'm ready for races and my dad, he supports me a bunch. He watches all my races. And my sister, she supports me as well. She helps me on my social media. And my grandma and grandpa, they watch all my races and support me a bunch as well. And I know you've got uh, sponsors to talk about and a few other people you might like to thank as well. Yep. Uh, so my partners are Starkey Hearing, uh, JMBA, Media Minefield, and Audible and Lake Day Water Sports. And uh, look forward to uh, getting you into the studio here once the shootout is over. We'll talk a little bit more in depth about your background and uh, how you kind of have gotten to this point with your racing. Uh, but um, in the meanwhile, it's been good to have you on Lee Lap and look forward to uh, seeing you as you continue your quest to chase wins and uh, in a couple of different types of cars this year. So uh, thanks for taking some. All right. That was William Sawalich. And again, a young man. I think with a very bright future in this sport, uh, always fun to uh, catch up with him. Uh, comes from a great family and Starkey Hearing, uh, one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, hearing-related companies in the world. But they do an awful lot of uh, good for a lot of people through their foundation. And uh, again, as I talked about before I played you the interview, uh, that has matured William in a way that a lot of other kids his age aren't uh, because he's been a big part of a lot of that. So just, uh, again, if you get the chance to meet him, uh, you know, please do. He's uh, just a super nice young man with, uh, I think, a very, uh, very high upside potential in the sport for sure. Okay, so we close with some talk about Bowman Gray Stadium. I had the chance for the second time to go to Bowman Gray uh, this season, this past Saturday. Um, quickly, I'll give you the winners. Burt Myers and John Holloman split the modified twin 25s. More on that in a moment. Spencer Martin won the 119-lap, 100-lap sportsman race, which, by the way, <laughs> to explain that, 
It went 119 laps because they went triple overtime. They finished with seven cars out of, I think, 21 that started. I think five of those were half used up. It was crazy. And that race was delayed partially by a sky jump. They had a special forces sky jumping show uh, on Saturday night, three Members, I think four, actually, members of the Special Forces um, jumping out of the, an airplane. And the last one that came down in the infield, which is the football stadium portion of the track, the last one that came down was carrying the American flag. It was awesome. It was just amazing to watch. Uh, if you don't follow me, if you have Instagram and you don't follow me on Instagram, at Coach Tom NC at Coach Tom NC on Instagram. I have video of the sky jumps about four minutes long. Um, just uh, you'll find it there. So uh, go check it out. Christian Joyce, the winner in the street stock division, Luke Smith and Kyler Staley split the stadium stock mains. Incidentally, in the modified feature events, um, the first. Feature was won by Burt Myers. John Holloman finished in 16th place in that feature event. Um, Carr wasn't exactly how he wanted it. John said afterward that he made some mistakes uh, himself behind the wheel in that race. Just not a good race for him. Finished P16, incidentally, just ahead of teammate Junior Miller, who made his return um, to Bowman Gray in the Holloman team car. Um, and... <laughs> John finished 16th, and wouldn't you know it, as luck would have it, Burt Myers reached in to draw for the invert and pulled 16 out. That put John on the pole for race two. He went flag to flag and picked up his second win of the season. So uh, the sportsman race, though, was clearly the uh, the highlight, <laughs> so to speak, of the evening, um, although Danny Bone did uh, actually get his car on the front stretch, his modified over the, 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 the wall um, and into the grass that sits next to the track area, not even close to the grandstand. Nobody was hurt, uh, you know, just uh, kind of a little slow wheel catch and then kind of rode over the, the wall a little bit and just kind of got hung up there. Uh, Danny was fine. Not a great day for him, but uh, certainly – um, made the highlight reel on social media for sure. But um, the sportsman race, uh, man, Amber Lynn probably hit almost everything on the track but the pace car. Just about everybody else on the track hit Amber Lynn, it seemed like. She went to the back, I don't know how many times, went to the pits once, came back out, drove all the way back through to finish second behind Spencer Martin. Incredible um, the the crowd just ate it all up. It was, it was, it was really the madhouse at its absolute finest in that race. Um, and uh, man, it was. I mean, it was. It took a long time, uh, and uh, you know they only finished with seven cars, and and again, a number of them had damage. But um, it was just a, a fantastic. Uh, Race, if if you like the kind of uh, racing that Bowman Gray puts on, that was your textbook Bowman Gray event right there. Uh, fun time at the stadium on Saturday night and looking forward to going back again. I had a chance to meet Lauren, their PR guy, and uh, really enjoyed talking with him. And um, just a, a good time. It was a good time Saturday night. Uh, they are off, incidentally, until July the 10th. They are not racing for the 4th of July weekend. They're off until July 10th. So if you're a fan of Bowman Gray, don't go there over the 4th of July weekend because you'll be there all by yourself unless you just want to go and kind of pretend that you're there to race and, uh, you know, maybe just camp out in the parking lot or something and, uh, you know, drink some beverage or something. I don't even know if they'll let you do that. But uh, just don't go there until July the 10th. Uh, coming back with a big show that night uh, should be a lot of fun. All right. Wow. Um, we got through another hour here of Lee Lap, uh, relatively unscathed. Hope you enjoyed the interviews that we did and enjoyed the show. Again, uh, get out to your local short tracks while you're celebrating the 4th of July weekend this, this weekend, if you can. Uh, a lot of big shows going on, pavement and dirt all across the southeast and across the country. 
Uh, hope that you will check out at least one of them. Support your local short tracks. Thank you to Victory Custom Trailers and My Computer Career for uh, making this show possible. The folks at WSIC Studios in Statesville for helping us to have a place to uh, put the show on. And uh, we really are looking forward to the rest of the summer here. We'll have some dirt track conversation on the next show uh, as well as uh, we try to stay in touch with what's going on on the dirt side of things. So all of that coming up on the next lead lap. Until then, I'm Tom Baker. Thanks for listening. Have a great 4th of July weekend. Be safe and so long. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by Victory Custom Trailers. The leaders in custom trailer sales and service. Design your own custom trailer at victorycustomtrailers.com. Lead Lap Radio is a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent.